0: This podcast is brought to you by GoMoto, the service lane kiosk that grows your business. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. G O M O T O.com.
1: Want to dive deeper into the topics you hear about on Daily Drive? We're offering listeners a special offer 20% off a one year automotive news digital subscription. That gets you access to all of our news, information, and analysis made for automotive industry leaders like you go to autonews.com daily drive promo to redeem
2: welcome to daily drive for monday november 6th 2023 i'm jake near with automotive news in detroit in for jamie butters and i'm Callan walker in las vegas today on the show the uaw's deal with gm includes
3: nearly two billion dollars in future ev investments cruise lawyers up and Elon Musk says Tesla will build a $27,000 EV in Germany. Plus, we'll hear from Bergstrom Automotive CEO, Tim Bergstrom, who says his dealerships are taking a different approach to
4: attract talent. You know, most people fall in the car business. You can run employment ads, you can hire headhunters. We've gone the other way and said, all right, how do we empower 2,300 people to go out and find people they wanna work with?
3: Let's run through all the news you
2: need to know to keep up in the auto industry. General Motors' tentative contract agreement with the UAW includes nearly $2 billion in new investments to build future electric vehicles and related parts. The union says the investments would go to plants in Michigan, Kansas, and New York. The deal now goes to GM's 46,000 UAW-represented employees for a ratification vote, It commits GM to more than $11 billion in additional manufacturing investments that the union says was already planned. A majority of that is also related to EV production. Combined, the UAW's deals with the Detroit Three call for $40 billion in investment through April 2028. The board of GM's Robotaxi unit,
3: Cruise says it has hired an outside law firm and technology consultants in the aftermath of an accident that led it to suspend all driverless vehicle operations. Cruise's board has hired law firm Quinn Emanuel to review management's responses to regulators investigating an October 2nd accident. It says it has also hired technology consultancy Exponent to review Cruz's technology. The board's actions were first reported Friday by the New York Times. Federal and state safety regulators are investigating a series of accidents involving driverless cruise vehicles. California regulators suspended the company's license to operate driverless vehicles last month, saying the self-driving vehicles were a risk to the public. California regulators said cruise officials had misrepresented information about an accident in which a cruise car struck a pedestrian after she had been hit by a vehicle operated by a human driver. In a statement, GM says, quote, We fully support the actions that cruise leadership is taking to ensure that it is putting safety first and building trust and credibility with government partners, regulators, and the broader community. Our
2: commitment to cruise with the goal of commercialization remains steadfast. Tesla plans to build a $27,000 car at its factory near Berlin. That's according to a source with knowledge of the matter who spoke with Reuters. The move would represent a long-awaited development for the electric vehicle maker, which is aiming for mass uptake of its cars. The source declined to be named. They did not specify when production will begin. Tesla declined to comment. CEO Elon Musk visited the plant near Berlin on Friday after attending an artificial intelligence summit in England. After the meeting, he reportedly informed staff of plans to build the 25,000 euro vehicle there. The German plant currently produces the Model Y, Europe's best-selling EV. And almost half of dealers polled by dealership sell-side firm Kerrigan
3: Advisors indicate they have no trust in Ford. That makes it the least trustworthy brand in the survey. Meanwhile, nearly three-quarters of those same dealers find Toyota the most trustworthy. Kerrigan polled about 650 dealers anonymously from June to October for the 2023 Kerrigan Dealer Survey. It's the firm's fifth annual study. The trust question debuted this year following conversations it had with dealers about not trusting automakers on the rollout of electric vehicles and how some manufacturers are approaching their desire to have direct relationships with consumers. 48% of dealers said they have no trust in Ford, and Kerrigan Advisors found that outcome, quote, consistent with the expectation of a decline in future Ford franchise profitability due to the OEM's EV slash future retailing strategy. Ford said in a statement that its 3,000 dealers are, quote, important strategic partners, and we are always listening and making adjustments. Working with our dealers, we have made recent beneficial changes to address dealer feedback and improve franchise value. And those are today's headlines. Coming up, we'll hear from Tim Bergstrom, CEO of Bergstrom Automotive in Wisconsin.
2: That's next on Daily Drive. The auto industry's shift to carbon neutrality is here and it's accelerating, but is it enough? This is a moral imperative, an economic imperative, a moment of peril, but also a moment of extraordinary
1: possibilities. No more hesitancy, no more excuses, no more waiting for the others to move first. There is simply no more time for that. Driving to
2: Zero is a new podcast series from Automotive News that looks at the auto industry's roadmap to carbon neutrality. We take a big-picture look at the environmental, political, and social trends pushing the move toward a greener future. And we pull back the curtain on how these decisions are being made at the highest levels. I said, you know, the, the headline that you need is is GM believes in an all-electric future. And I think Dan Ammon and Mary Barra pretty much said the same thing, which is like, but, but we, we don't. Spoiler alert, they came around to that idea. Find out how and much more. I'm Jake Neer. Join me and Automotive News Executive Editor Jamie Butters on Driving to Zero, available now wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Your service check-in process sets the tone for your customer's entire visit. Do your customers wait longer than five minutes to check in for service? Are your advisors presenting upsells to every customer every time? How often is the opportunity for a trade appraisal missed? When your service drive gets busy, These inefficiencies directly impact revenue. Give your customers the option to handle the entire check-in process themselves, from appointment scheduling through final confirmation in under two minutes. Customers have the experience they want while selling themselves, which means your advisors are freed up to focus on profit-producing activities. It's a win-win for CSI and your revenue. Introducing a smarter service lien, GoMoto is the self-service kiosk designed to grow your business. If you're ready to start increasing revenue, improving the customer experience, and maximizing service efficiency today, visit gomotor.com. That's G-O-M-O-T-O ocom com.
2: Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jake Neer with Kellen Walker. During our recent Automotive News Retail Forum in Chicago, Bergstrom Automotive CEO Tim Bergstrom shared some examples of how his dealership group in Wisconsin supports employee well-being. Service techs get Saturdays off, salespeople are guaranteed consistent nights free, and Bergstrom says attracting talent plays a role in the happiness of the entire team as well. Bergstrom spoke with our own Jamie Butters on stage in Chicago. Here's a piece of their conversation.
1: How has the workplace changed at Bergstrom since you went to work for your dad and your Uncle Dick?
2: I I think I would start with
4: you proved how hard you wanted to and how committed you were by how many hours you put in that that was a big that, that was your pride and, and how much time you were there now you're measuring on productivity and how many cars they sell you know somebody selling 12 cars was was doing a pretty good job i mean and the average for the nation back then was 10 cars per sales associate And our our company's uh, closer to 17, 18 right now. Oh, wow. Um, And we have a fair amount of salespeople that are selling in the high 30s. One of my favorite stats is people that have been with us a very long time are in our our top sales uh, quadrant and people that are new with us, too. So if you work hard and effective, I mean, a little bit like the, the chuckle they had where the guy handing out the business cards at the parade. Right. Not sure I'm going that far, but the person that works hard with, with the Internet opportunities and, you know, again, I remember when I first started uh, selling, the Internet had just started, and you'd get these leads, and they would be for Mickey Mouse or, you know, people just didn't trust them. Right. But, but they were looking for information, and you were trying to capture them so you could chase them. We don't get that anymore. Now they're real shoppers. They're just real busy. So when somebody doesn't buy in that first 48-hour window, often we just say, all right, I'm going to give up on them and work on the guest in front of me. They must have bought elsewhere. But the reality is something came up. Their mother's in the hospital. You know, They got a phone call that, that their husband was delayed on a flight or they were delayed on a flight. And uh, In our training sessions, one of our teachers brought up, and it, it's resonated with our whole group when he talked about it was everybody that you know is in some form of buying something, whether it's a house or upgrading their house or, or a boat or a car or a bike. it just, it's on the list, but it doesn't make it to the top because they got to cut the lawn, they got to pick up the kids from school and all of that. And so often you're just trying to move that up to the top of the list and by sticking with it. And when you don't stick with it, when you give up on it, now you got the guest in control and they're saying, wait a minute, you know, they don't care about me. They didn't follow up with me. They they sent me a bad message. And psychology plays a lot into the car business uh, because it's a high consideration purchase. I mean, it's one of the most expensive decisions you make on a regular basis.
1: So what is your, do you have a, an approach to hiring? Is there, how do you go about, you know, finding people, making sure they're going to be the right fit?
4: So that's one of the differences that maybe when you talk about when I started with the business till now, we had those that were allowed to hire family members, then the rest. You didn't want to have favoritism and, and that. And it was interesting. I felt awkward because we were saying, "No, you can't can't hire your sister. they have got to go to a different store," because for fear of it unraveling the team. Well, gosh, if, if they weren't allowed to hire family members, you know,
1: where would you I, be? I wouldn't
4: have a job. Yeah. <laughs> um, now we actually encourage it. We our best recruits, you know, like you heard from the young lady right before this. She said that she fell into this business. You know, most people fall in the car business. What we're trying to do, you can run employment ads, you can hire headhunters. Those are people that are falling into this industry that are on tough times, that have never really thought about the car industry. We've gone the other way and said, all right, how do we empower 2,300 people to go out and find people they wanna work with? And you can tie that all the way to our Halloween contest. As soon as our team is wearing their stuff at work, They're tagging themselves in our post. It's going out there and you're seeing comments like, man, it sure looks like you guys have a lot of fun at work. I have hated my boss for five years
0: and they write it right there in social media.
4: Um, And your boss was willing to dress up as, as the guy from Anchorman, you know, like I want to come work with you guys. And so we, we really lean on our team to help us find candidates. Um, It's just far too easy, you know, to, to get a name in front of you, and they—they tend to be people that are, you know, out there just shopping. You know, I don't like my boss today. I'm going to go look at a job elsewhere. And they put their stuff out on Glassdoor, or Indeed, and or, not that those sources don't work, but we've been far more effective. You know, I for a while I thought Starbucks or the phone companies were going to write us notes because you know your team go, our team goes to Starbucks and they go to their cell phone companies. <laughs> And they hire one and they love them. The guy says, this is the lady I work with. She's amazing. She didn't want to work with the car business. But if I introduce her to you, it might work. You know, And they kind of come in, in droves.
1: So all it's of a sudden... When you find a vein like that. All
4: of a sudden yeah. you get four out of the same cell phone company. And <laughs> thankfully they have not reached out. But I, we worry about that a little bit. And, and that's purely on, on the sales and service advising, all this personality and relatability and trustworthy. On the actual other side of things on hiring, we've gone with technicians all the way down now into high schools. So we just got done building a, a wing on the local high school and it literally looks just like one of our shops. It's absolutely beautiful. And it's really helped us in our express um, We went through a period of time where, uh, I, I think we all know people could find a job anywhere if, if, and they didn't necessarily wanna do a job that wasn't fun. So sitting underneath a car, getting dripped on with oil, wearing safety glasses, wasn't a high priority for them, but we figured out if we helped them understand they could get a career by this job, it was an entry point for them. And there was more than just that paycheck that day. And it's not this career pathing that everybody talks about. You know, the career pathing seems like, okay, I go from this title to this title to this title to this title. Our HR team has helped us fully understand that it's, it's more about a career of how do I make more money and provide for my family? How do I you know, get more vacation time or, or special time off? And how do I get a job that is not an entry level job, but not necessarily title? Um, and our team has really responded to that. And we've put a lot of programs in place, especially for the technicians, where if they encourage younger technicians to come join us and work up and they mentor them, if they stick around, it's good for everybody we just had 23 kids graduate from our training program for technicians and are all ASC certified Hmm. all working in our shops and when you look at that as as on the basis of how many techs we have which is about 500 techs I'd say that's a pretty good
1: uh, nice jump
4: yeah it's a big jump from where we had been I know that yeah so
1: are there other differences by department and we've talked a lot about service, and I know that is such a, a pain point. Have you changed hours or practices on, you know, in the sales department yep. or any of the others? I think you mentioned before, we should make sure everyone knows, is um, Wisconsin doesn't allow you to sell cars on Sunday, right? Correct.
4: We have blue laws, so uh, we don't sell on Sundays, which we think is a pretty good program uh, with the exception of, of maybe the online retailers that still sell against us on Sundays. But I think guests wait for us. Again, Monday's our busiest sales day, so I'm okay with that. We're okay with that. We want people to have their time off and be with their family. So we've never really pushed the blue laws. I, I don't know a car dealer that's tried to, to be honest. Mm-hmm. We've made it so easy as an industry for people to purchase it. Who cares if they can't do it on Sunday? They can do it at 1 o'clock at night from their computer anywhere. So, But hour-wise, if I get back to that, now we, we made a big shift. We Two nights a week for salespeople. And it's consistently the same two nights. So you're either Monday, Wednesday, or Tuesday, Thursday. Uh, we close on Friday nights, which it did cost us up front. It is kind of humorous with the, the fish fry crowd that goes on on Friday nights. We don't see them as much, so there's some benefits there. And, and our team is out at more fish fries. Um, but it seems like, you know, our Saturday morning trainings are, are better than ever. Uh, our team's fresher, so probably because instead of staying late and working and then going out you know, to blow off some steam, they they went home and went out with their families or something. So yeah. it works. You can find the positive in it if you lean into
1: it. No doubt. Anything special that you do to cultivate managers? Uh, you know, you and your dad don't have to run every store all the time.
4: We don't, you know, we don't run any of them. You don't
1: run any of the stores anymore.
4: Yeah, all, all we do is is show up and, and help them and support them and work hard with them. Set the pace. You know, dad's here today and he works harder than anyone else on the team. They know it, so it's a tremendous example. You know, he's he's the first one in every day, including Saturdays. And even on our off day on Sunday, he's driving the lots. And Our most recent acquisition up in Green Bay, he, he's driven those lots more than any other uh, team member, I think, in our entire company. Still
1: trying to prove his value, huh?
4: I, wow. <laughs> he still has a great impact i promise you that
1: um everybody uh john is here john can you stand up for just a minute and let everyone uh appreciate you for a moment that's good enough <laughs> hand is good enough.
4: he deserves a lot of credit for putting up with me this long <laughs> yeah.
1: tim
0: bergstrom
2: is ceo of bergstrom automotive in wisconsin he spoke with our own jamie butters We'll be hosting another retail forum event on February 1st in Las Vegas ahead of the 2024 NADA show. You can register now at autonews.com under the events and awards tab. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jake Neer in for Jamie Butters. And I'm Kalen Walker.
3: Thanks to automotive news reporters Lindsey Van Hulley, Julie Walker, and John Hutter for their reporting for today's podcast. You can get the latest news on retail, UAW
2: ratification votes, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for a conversation with sleep scientist Dr. Mark Rosekind about ways to prevent drowsy driving. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.